I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. He's, uh, he's out here. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What a capstone to uh, an eventful week. I was writing seriously uh, on Mavs.com piece that comes out every Monday, and literally this past week, if you want to sum up this past week, Pretty much, oh, I do weeks Monday through Sunday, and there are four games in that amount of time, and literally from the, the from the very first game. Is there really four M- games? Holy cow! MLK Day, yeah. Milwaukee, the Antetokounmpo brother reunion, all of that stuff goes right into the next day, which is the Clippers home game, in which it was Dennis's like return and everything yeah. around Dennis's return. Was he the player stuff. of the week? No, he wasn't. But he returned. <laughs> he, he returned. Um, and then seems like an oversight on your part. Then you have all. Then you have all of the All Star stuff, in which you have three three guys being going to All Star Weekend to participate in these events, including Dirk, which is crazy. Friday night is the Detroit game, in which Luca has thirty two eight and eight, and it was and, a super fun. And game. And it didn't get better from there, did it? And then you go into Sunday. <laughs> In this Toronto game, Man. in which Luca literally sets history again, thirty-five points, and uh, and then you have the Clydesdale horses. What do you mean the Clydesdale horses? <laughs> the Mavericks hosted the world-famous Budweiser Clydesdale horses today at the American Airlines Center. My problem with that is, do we know those are the same horses? You could just send uh, no. any horses to any place, and I'd be like, "Oh man, those are the Clydesdale horses." So, I I got a uh, like I I got a media thing email about it that we could go cover the event, and you could go cover the horses. Like you could go like take pictures and stuff. So like you're seeing different videos and pictures. So when I got the email, I kind of chuckled because I'm like, I guess I go get a quote from a horse, you know? Or Stop. Take some. Nay. <laughs> to, to nay. <laughs> Should Dwight Powell ever shoot a three again? Nay. <laughs> <laughs> Who posted? I think it was um, Michael Mulford from uh, Dallas Sportsmanic posted that <laughs> Carlisle talked about players expanding their game, and uh, and Dwight Powell's was <laughs> okay. When asked about Dwight Powell expanding his game, Rick Carlisle. Oh, this is from Reese Conkle, by the way, also from Sportsmanic. When asked about Dwight Powell expanding his game, Rick Carlisle said that they are encouraging Dwight Powell to shoot quote the wide open threes. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash: They are all wide open. <laughs> there Newsflash. is a reason he is shooting nineteen percent from three. There's a reason why you are wide open. Oh my gosh! All right, today on the podcast, um, and we didn't have a podcast yesterday. We just had some personal stuff going on uh, and couldn't get to it. But we've we've done podcasts all through the day, so you guys had stuff to listen to for sure. <laughs> Oh we've gosh, done, we've oh. done we've done like twelve in a, twelve days in a row, and or they've something. all been over forty minutes. So 
Yes. So, uh, yeah, taking a Saturday night off, and then we're going to get rolling until uh, a trade deadline. Man, we're in. We're locked in now. Um, we'll talk about the Mavericks-Raptors game. We both got to check out some of that. Gosh. That and uh, we'll, we'll get into the, that. The Basically, we'll just get into crunch time and, and the clutch time because that's the stuff that's most important. Then we will talk about the Blake Griffin fake trade that the, that the ringer wrote about. Uh, we'll talk about that because we didn't get to that yesterday or the day before. And then uh, we'll talk about the Thon Maker rumor. There's a, a little rumor going out that Thon Maker would like a trade away from the Bucks, and so uh, Dennis would like one of those as well. <laughs> and so we will we will discuss that and see if there's anything that we can come up with um, as far as fake trades. So, uh, all right, Isaac. Dallas versus the Raptors. This game was a lot closer than I expected it to be. And, uh, man, that third – it was pretty much the third quarter that made it as close of a game as it was. Well – I mean, really the third quarter and then kind of <coughs> leading to that fourth quarter with um, just Luca. Hey, you know, what and, need, you know what leads to the fourth quarter? The third quarter. Halftime? <laughs> no, the third quarter. You said <laughs> with the third quarter and what leads to the third quarter. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I was going to touch on something in the fourth, but the here, here's, my, here's my thing with rotation thing. Yeah. With the team. There is, I don't have all the answers in the world, but Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Maxi Klebitz should never not be in the rotation. They have like ugh. that. Those three. There you go. Just that. Bam. I don't. You need the I sweaties, man. We the Mavericks need sweaties on this team, and they lost one with with JJ Brea and Dwight Powell's been kind of ineffective in, in areas, so he's he's less sweaty when he's out there. You need Maxi and Dorian and Jalen. Those are all three sweaties. And what I mean by sweaties is this is a term used by uh, esports and video game players uh, about guys that are super try hard, like guys that, that come in and they, they play their ass off like every single game. Yeah. It's kind of, well, no, I was going to make an analogy. And I already did. Wouldn't. They're the sweaties. <laughs> That's what they are. And I, man, I tweeted this tonight. I actively root for all three of those guys more than any other players in the NBA. Like anytime they do something well, when Dorian gets an offensive rebound, Maxi blocks somebody. Like I am just all in and not even ob- journalistically like objective about it. <laughs> I'm just very happy for those guys because I think they're good NBA players and I think that uh, they'll do good things. That lineup with with uh, it's it's Luca, Jalen. Dorian, Maxi, and Dwight. I like that as a bench lineup. I really like. I think that that is a, a good lineup. You have all the different things that you want in a lineup. You have your versatility. You have your uh, two playmakers. You have uh, guys that are going to defend, defend multiple positions. You have your rim protector. It's got a lot of stuff in it that you like. Yeah, and you're really kind of talking about if you want Jalen Brunson or Devin Harris. And I, I am all well, and <clears throat> and Dirk. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know? I was talking about the guard spot and who, if you want Devin or Jalen off, off the bench with that. And I, I understand both sides. I know there's some fans that really dislike and they throw out Devin's three-point shooting and different stuff, but I love what Devin brings off the bench. And But it's one of those things where I love what Brunson brings also. And talking about a guy that is a rookie – but you have literally thrown everything at him this year. Yeah. Of like, hey, a DMPCD one game, and then hey, you're gonna start the next yeah, game. Like, start. He he has experienced the extremes, and for a rookie, he has handled it so well. 
And just his like poise when he got into the game tonight, he made an awesome pass to Dwight. Oh, uh, that and, no look in the lane. Oh. Yeah, it was so good. And so yes, please. It's just it's one of those things where like him, I thought I thought this is one of one of Dorian Finney Smith's like best games. And I know he only went one for three from three, but uh six for nine from the field, thirteen points. His like he had five boards. Um just his feel, his off the ball cutting. His crashing the boards on the like offensive rebound. I I I joke about this. I tweet about it every single game. He's an outstanding offensive rebounder. He crashes the boards better than anybody on the team in offensive rebounding. And he, and, he only had two tonight, but he had so many other plays where he's boxing somebody out and he allows somebody else to get an offensive rebound or somebody else to get a defensive rebound. You know, to to stop a play. And he's just he's there and he's active or he tips a ball. It doesn't count as a you know a rebound for him necessarily, but it counts for somebody else. Yeah, and I mean, and then you just go right into the Maxi conversation, and we've talked about Maxi a thousand times, and everything that Maxi brings. So you look at those two guys, and the big question right now, the fan base is, well, why does <coughs> why does the starters get this time to? They have played so much, so many minutes together this season, and yet their net rating is still not only a negative, but one of the worst negative ratings in in the league as far as a starting five and for, why, for lineups that have played as many minutes as they have yes for lineups that have played a ton of minutes and why have there not been any type of change in that and that's a that's a question it, we don't it have goes answered. it goes back to something we keep talking about though is that every guy has a narrative on that starting unit yeah and, and <clears throat> i think it i don't think that the way things are going right now will and can last past the trade deadline. If you go past the trade deadline and even if you don't make a move, you have no reason at that point, you know? Like I can understand internally at, to to an extent if you're sitting there saying, "All right, we have a trade deadline coming up in just under 2 weeks, and if we bench one of these guys, that will lower their value any more." I don't know, like whatever. To where, <clears throat> to where if you pass the deadline and you don't do anything and you're holding on to these guys, then you don't have any explanation, you know? Like, you you just need to play your best players at that point and just roll with it and try to make the playoffs. Or play and your most so, beneficial players. Yeah, and then some of, these guys are, some of these guys are going to be free agents, so they're, you know, they're probably going to be gone anyway. So that's a, a, until the trade deadline, I think we're going to see similar stuff until if a move's made. But after the deadline... If the Mavericks think that criticism by the fan base is bad right now, can you imagine if the same rotation and lineups are being thrown out there and we're like two weeks past the trade deadline? Can you imagine that? Fans will really be throwing a fit then if the same thing, same exact thing is happening and no changes are happening and it's past the deadline. I can't believe you haven't benched Wesley Matthews for the rest of his life. I can't believe yet he's not on the bench right now. So, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's let's uh, break down to some of the end of this game, and then we'll get into uh, the Blake Griffin stuff. All right, Isaac. So, man, the end of this game, it came down to the wire. Uh, with two minutes and 49 seconds left, Ma- the Mavericks were down just one. It seemed Can like I the- make a point before that, though, just yeah. real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Luka finished with 35 points. He had 30 points with eight minutes to go in, in the game. And the, how Rick is doing these rotations is <clears throat> in the fourth quarter, Luca plays for the first good portion of that fourth yeah. quarter. Then he sets for a couple of minutes and tries to get that rest. 
And sometimes it's a couple minutes, sometimes it's five minutes, whatever it is. And then Luca comes back in and finishes the game. <clears throat> so he takes Luca out. Well, immediately he takes Luca out, the Raptors score, and he calls a timeout immediately. You're like, okay, you're thinking in your head, okay, this is just to give him a little bit more rest. He could bring him back in a little earlier because he's getting his timeout in. Nope. During the few minutes that Luca is out, the Mavericks scored two points. Two points while Luca was out, and the Raptors came back and took the lead while Luca was out. I mean, Luca barely set hardly any time. I didn't even see the exact time he set in the fourth. But he came back in, the Raptors had the lead, and it I've never seen a team I've never seen a team that has so many veterans and they're so reliant on Luca. That is yes, uh, the team that is so centered around Luca. Well, it uh, goes back to stuff that we said last year on the podcast is that this team this would be a solid team. They just need a number one. You know, they just need like a guy that can be their number one option, a superstar level player. And people would laugh and be like, of course, yeah, every team could, you know, use a superstar like that. But this team had a, had a lot of role players and a good bench. And that's two things that you want around a solid, you know, all star level player. And it just turns out that now they're super reliant on that guy because they're built to, to just be built around a guy like that, you know? Yeah. And, and the biggest. The biggest two names that people are are talking the most, and rightfully so right now, is Wesley Matthews and Harrison Barnes. And this duo that continue to start alongside Luka that you've said a thousand times in a theoretical world on paper, they're great fits next to Luka. They're perfect fits, theoretically. It's not working, and the numbers show that. And. Here's here's a question I have for you, and the Ringer, one of the Ringer podcasts, brought this up the other day, in, in which they were talking about Luca and his All Star uh, candidacy and all this stuff. And they said one of them said, and it could have been our buddy Charks. One of them said, but Luca, Luca hasn't made his team and teammates better like some of the other players have. And some of the other who rookies. Well, like no, just like in, uh, <laughs> they were talking about All Star, like All Star stuff. And it makes me think, and I, and I'm not saying I fully agree with it because I think he he has made DeAndre Jordan look better, you know, sometime this season. These passes and Dwight Powell and these like hitting these guys across the court and in the corner and oops and all this stuff. But I will say this: there is a part of LeBron James over the past five to six years in which, <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong, to where where LeBron starts games sometimes. With a, with a point of getting players going and to where he's kind of passive. And the, it, I wonder if this if this will be a part of Luka's game, like maybe a tweak in his game going forward of, hey, I know I can put up 30 points. and But maybe for guys like Wesley Matthews or Harrison Barnes, he might need to take a LeBron approach uh, like he had with – Guys, is his supporting pass in Cleveland like Corvers or J.R. Smith or Kevin Loves and guys like that? To where maybe you start the game and try to be passive and try to get these guys going and get them in their spots and get them making baskets. I don't know. I'm reaching for stuff at this point, but it it makes me think about those LeBron days where LeBron can score at will sometimes, but he was he has been he has made stretches where he was tries to get the other guys involved. Now, I'm not saying Luka never does that, but to where it's like actually noticeable. I'm with you. I, I think this is the next level of his of his career. And the, the whole idea of 
you know, I know I can get 30. I don't know if he knows he can get 30 every night, but he's starting to know it now. Like <laughs> We're starting to yeah. see that pretty much on any given night he could score 30. He has, you know, more 30-point games than any other of the rookies, I think, combined <laughs> this year. He just he's, he already came in, and we were surprised when he came in and was as good of a scorer as he was. We, ex- we expected yeah. him to be more of that distributor type that you were talking about and to be a little more passive, but he's come in and – he has, you know, the cojone factor and he has the, you know, the ability to take a shot from any level on the floor. And that's something that we didn't expect as much as this playmaking distributing kind of thing. And so maybe we'll see that balance out a little bit more. But I mean, guys averaging 10 assists a game. It's not like he's, you know, I know. And I feel like I didn't Westbrook explain that style. Like it's not. Yeah. And he's throwing it out to, to Wes and, and Harrison. They're just not hitting shots. That's the thing. And there's some people saying right now, well, he's trying. They're just not making it. I, I get not. that point for sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of of other ways. And I remember those days of, of, of LeBron, of being like trying to get the other guys involved. And, and so Luca, when we did our top – ranked we try to uh, rank luca and top 30 players stuff i think oh it's gosh. pretty safe to say we both we both said at the time he was a top 25 player and we got a little a little hate from it of like oh, a little bias and stuff i think it's pretty clear right now he's a top 25 player in the league definitely i think we were I mean, low on him it's not even a question i even have a, a i even have a further question for you it's a little offbeat if the dallas mavericks were in the east luca is the blank best player in the east Giannis, Kawhi, Kyrie, probably still. Embiid, Embiid, yeah, he's just so dominant in his position. Like if you are the best player at your position, but see, I think Luca affect now nah, Embiid defensively. So that's four, so good. at least four. Yeah, I'm gonna at least four. You could convince me of maybe uh, some other guys. Um, can we say Luka Doncic would be a top five player in the Eastern Conference? He could be. <laughs> I think there's a really good, really good chance for that. I mean, or really, if they. So after the that, East. you're talking like Oladipo. Yeah, Bradley Beal, Kemba, Jimmy Butler. He's definitely better than Ben Simmons. Ben Stop. Simmons. That, that's not even a conversation anymore. If y'all, I'm not even about that. I mean, I think it really comes down to yeah, it's kind of it, I mean, right? Those Blake, are the names. Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it, you'd say, "Hey, he's a top six or seven player in the East." If they're in the East, anyway, that's a random tangent. Keep so on we're going trying on. to move Dallas to the East. Is that what we're trying to do? Oh, God, how much, how that would be amazing. Dirk would have been the best player in the Eastern Conference history. Oh wait, <laughs> no. Um, so the, let's let's break down the rest of this game because I actually do want to get to it. Yeah, yeah. The Mavericks are down one with two minutes and 49 seconds left. Raptors just seem like they're scoring at will. The Mavericks defense is just kind of like collapsing. Um, with two minutes and seven seconds left, uh, Luca takes this crazy turnaround jumper. He, he posted up Lowry and he's posting him up. He has the, he has what he's, he thinks is a high, you know, an advantage, but Lowry is so stocky that he just, he doesn't allow an inch. And he, if you ever look at Lowry, he just got this butt on him. You know, and like there's certain NBA players that just have this. Like PJ- somebody's like, "What's going on?" You talked about Blake Griffin's thighs last pod. Now Nick's talking about. I Kyle like Lowry's a basketball butt. player with a healthy behind. <laughs> and Isaac likes his thighs. I like the behind. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Are you a thighs or a butt, guys? <laughs> 
We're talking about chicken, chicken legs. But like, I like legs. PJ Tucker has one of these. I think Harden is kind of like this. Chris Paul is like this, where they just have this this like big base where they're able to to you know stop players from posting up on him as much, and so he doesn't really get an inch, and um, uh, he. He turns around and throws up this shot, and he's frustrated about it. And so he goes and he tries to swat the ball away from Serge Ibaka, who got the rebound. And he fouls him. And then he fouls him, and he pushes him down. Serge Ibaka stays on the floor for, like, 10 seconds. It looks like he's dead. <laughs> Not even a hard foul at all. And um, it's just a dumb foul by Luka. Uh, the Raptors get the ball. They, they get, you know, some more. I think they get free throws off of that. And then right after that, Harrison Barnes pulls up from three and misses because Harrison Barnes is bad at two things as far as shooting. He's bad at pull-up shots. He's bad at threes. And uh, you can go watch my YouTube video about him. He's uh, not bad at all three-pointers. Uh-uh. Pull-up threes. He is bad pull, at okay. pull-up pull, threes. Pull-up, yes, yes. He is bad at pull-up threes. He is bad at shooting in the clutch in general. Those are two things he has been statistically bad at this season. Um. And so he misses that. And then a minute and 20, 20 seconds. This is, these are their offensive possessions. So Luca takes a turnaround, a tough turnaround. He kind of forces that shot. Um, HB takes a tough pull-up three. And it was contested, by the way. It wasn't just an open pull-up three. Then Harris Marge drives and throws up this w- kind of wild layup. He was really going for a foul there. He got the foul, which is good. Good to see him drive and get a foul like that. And he misses both of his free throws. The Mavericks are now down four. A minute, you know, there's a minute left, essentially. Uh, and then... Then Luca, you know, drives and throws a bad pass, and and Danny Green kind of turns, like, just grabs it in the lane. He didn't even move. He just picked it up from there. That those four possessions, I think, is just yeah. what did it in for the Mavericks tonight. They had a shot at it, but those those four things, and it came down to two plays from Luca and two plays from Harrison Barnes, your two best players, arguably. And Luca, um, Luca also had a defensive possession which he was guarding Danny Green, and Green just got into the paint right past him for a floater and. But um, but I don't yeah. It, Luca's unreal. Um, it's he is so still difficult. not. He is still not good defensively though. Let's, we want to put point. I want to point that out. Though. Yes, not like James Harden. 2000, 2017, 2016 yes. James Harden. He definitely has room for improvement on that end. But um, yeah. I mean, it was just a bad decision about Barnes, and it just I mean, he was seven for seven on the free throw line heading into those oh. two free throws. Misses both of them, and uh, I just I hate every bit of that because I know the the backlash that is coming with that. And uh, uh, if I'm getting if I can log into my Twitter and <laughs> I have a ton of notifications from people saying, "Oh my gosh, trade barn," like all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, my head just goes down. And my problem with those people is, you want to trade him now? <laughs> is that is that really what you want to do right now? You want to trade him right now after this game? Yeah, I. I just hate it for him. But anyway, yeah, it was I a bad too. decision on him for the shot and uh, for the three and then the two free throws. I, I, you know, he obviously wished he could have the back a thousand times. Yeah, then Lucas scores his only, you know, his um, five points at the end of the, the fourth quarter there, a pull-up three, which he is good at, by the way. He what is- on earth was that three-pointer? How did that went? How that went in, I have no clue. That's what he's on good court. at. He's good at pull-up threes. He's good at, you know, shots in the clutch. That's what he's good at. On Kawhi Leonard, afterwards, <clears throat> I watched the Kawhi Leonard on the court interview after the game, and they asked him about Luca. He speaks. And <laughs> yeah, by the way, and he, he got a tech tonight. I really want to know what he says when he gets a tech call. Oh gosh, 
and Kawhi looks up at the uh, he looks up at the scoreboard and like this is after the game after they won and he's like oh he had uh, he had thirty point triple double tonight and he he literally goes he has everything but in the in the words of of Kawhi he has everything. It's like, all right, that's big time praise right there. You got something. Uh, we didn't get a laugh out of Kawhi, but. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi, what did you think about Luka Doncic and Isaac saying that he could be the best player in the Eastern Conference? <laughs> <laughs> he has will, everything. So Someone will splice that. He too. has everything. He has a fan base that loves him. <laughs> he has a coach that loves him and will keep him around. <clears throat> does it? Does he it has feel a like... laugh that doesn't that doesn't make memes for for years to come? Does it feel like this He's is a lost Luca performance? No, because a lost performance to me says that oh, we didn't take advantage of this one. There's going to be more of these. This was against yeah. the Raptors. This is against Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. This is not against. You know, uh, I, I have a lot of people in my mentions tonight saying like, oh, well, if he could only do it against the, you know, <laughs> the Beijing Stop. Ducks. You know? There is no if only. You know what that I mean? was, no. That's, the, that's what like, I'm saying. They're, they're joking about it saying, you know, all these people before the season were saying, oh, if only Luka can do this against NBA talent. This is the best team in the, the East probably. Yeah. With two of the best defenders in the East. And they just came out and, and Luka can score 35 on them. It's wild. I mean, he put up points on Paul George. He's put up points on Kawhi now. Who else does he have to put up points on? I mean, the past two games, 35 points and 32 points. Do you know what happened the day before he scored the 32 points? That's when they said the all-star starters and Luke was not named. Ooh, that's that's good. That's a good pull. The very next day, he scores 32. Two days after that, he scores 35 so since Luca is not an All Star, he's he's scored thirty two, thirty five, and had eight. He has had thirty two, eight and eight, and he's had thirty five, uh, twelve and ten. When we talked about our All Stars and stuff, and we talked about hey, the, the last two to three weeks that Luca was kind of in a slump, and how this could hurt him when it comes to the coaches, and they're looking at when you see guys like D'Angelo Russell and Clay Thompson, look, those are two guys that were starting to peak and on the right on the rise when this coaches vote was coming, and Luca had been in the slump. Well, what a heck of a past two weeks! He's had two thirty plus uh, point games. He's had two triple doubles. Uh, became. Put it in the history books. Became the first teenager in NBA history to record two triple doubles, and so with the coaches' vote due on Tuesday, this pod's coming out on Monday. What you know? What a what a what a last week to leave on the coaches' minds as they head into the vote of two triple doubles and thirty-five. Hey, coaches, 32. don't be dumb. This is a fan game. This is <clears throat> entertaining. Listen. Please make it happen. Don't put Marcus Aldridge in there. You know I'm. I, I've been a little bit of pessimist about this because I don't believe the coaches will vote him in. I just I I, I don't see the coaches putting Luca in over like Clay. I, I just think they they will value winning over it, and it's unfortunate. I hope <laughs> I want Luca in just as bad as anybody, but I just don't think the coaches will. And man, the mass fan base is going to throw an absolute fit. I'm prepared for them to throw. I hope I'm wrong so bad. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Blake Griffin and the Thought Maker stuff in the last segment.
All right, Isaac, so the Ringer kind of threw up this idea. Uh, it was before the Mavericks played the Pistons, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Blake Griffin getting traded to the Mavericks. This would be a package of, let's say, Harrison Barnes and Dennis Smith Jr. Um, that's what they said on the end that's the they said. That's what they said on there. That would be that would work as far as, you know, the uh, trade machine-wise. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me because Blake Griffin's contract is insane. People talk about, wow, man, that contract is crazy. The Clippers gave him all this money and all this stuff. What was your initial reaction to seeing that? Did you think it was fair? Did you think, were you for it? Were you against it? My initial reaction was, holy crap, a scenario in which I have not thought of. Yes. You, yeah, you guys do good. not understand. I, I <laughs> live on trade Isaac machine. Tweets, and Isaac texts me, more fake trades. The craziest things. Uh, stuff I would never, ever tweet. But and, and, and not just like, <laughs> not just. You almost uh, made me spit water. Just <laughs> but anyway, like I didn't even think about this. And it, it was I was like, man, I could, like, what if, you know, Detroit does this? And then I started thinking about pros and cons because immediately you think about Blake's contract because <laughs> this is Blake's contract. Are you setting down for it? I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Okay, I just didn't want you to, like, fall out of your seat or something. No, I know it. So, f- first off, he, he currently is 29 years old, okay? So, he makes $31.8 million this season. Then he makes thirty four point two. Just throwing this out there that's all guaranteed. Where are you getting this from? Hoops hype. No. Oh. Basketball Insiders has him at thirty two point one this year. Okay. Well here you can go with it. Keep on going. Thirty four point four next year. That's guaranteed. Thirty six point eight in two thousand twenty twenty one. Then a player option for thirty eight point nine five seven zero two eight. Million dollars. That's thirty. That's just this essentially thirty nine million dollars. Let's just just go ahead and take it up another. You want to round that up? You want to round that sucker up? (coughs) Man, uh, he'll be thirty three at the end of that contract, which is not terrible. You know, if you if you look at as far as age wise, the 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 amount of money is terrible, (laughs) but the age wise not terrible. Uh, Luca will be what? He'll be twenty one, twenty two. Gosh, that's, that's crazy. We, yeah, Luca. Uh, Luca, I think he'll be what twenty three when this contract, when that contract will be up. Well, let's see. He's nineteen. He'll be twenty, twenty one, twenty two. He'll be turning twenty three at the end of that contract. At, at when Blake's making forty million and can't jump anymore. No, here's he, the thing. The thing is, Blake doesn't need to jump anymore. Like he just does. He doesn't need to be that player anymore. Um, he's really changed his game a lot. He's become a better shooter. He's always been a good passer, and he's been doing that a lot. Uh, his, his rebounding hasn't been good since his rookie year. I think his rebounding has gone down every single year <laughs> since his rookie year. That's not really part of his game anymore. Listen, you – Blake Griffin right now, this all-star version of Blake Griffin and this version of Luka, for this year, man, what a pairing. I I would absolutely yeah. love it for this year. The, the playmaking between the two, the – just the versatile lineups you could throw out there. Blake at the four, Blake at the five. <clears throat> you could put, you know, oh, Blake uh, and Maxi. Let's go. Oh my gosh! Like just, it would give Luca another scoring option. Um, just yeah, I love the pairing. Now it's just you have to ask yourself: Would something like that? Is he? What do you what What do you think you can realistically get in free agency over the next couple of years? 
because that's the that's the conversation. What do you think the Mavericks we, could get in free agency? Yes, that's yeah. the conversation you have to ask yourself of saying, okay, with the Blake Griffins, the Mike Conleys of the world, the Marcus Gasols, whatever. Um, those are guys that you're like, man, they're they're a little older. They're right around that thirty mark, but they have insane contracts. But then you just ask yourself, like, what are we going to spend our money on? Like what those that's yeah. the biggest thing that people like fans will tweet at me and say, oh, my gosh, I would never pay somebody like that. Well, what are you going to spend? You about to go hand Willie Cauley Stein 20 million dollars. Yeah. Would, would you like, think that Blake Griffin was a, a good free agent signing? Let's just say that they sign him that, you know, they make that trade. You're essentially making him your free agent signing. Right. You, you have space yeah. for another. You have space for somebody else. I think they lose five million. If they do Harrison Barnes and Dennis, they lose five million and salary cap this summer essentially that's yeah that's the thing to where if there's any deal involving harrison barnes for instance whether it's conley or blake griffin or something like that you would still essentially go into the summer with around the same amount of cap space that you would um in theory if you if barnes is still on the team so in the ringer scenario in which barnes and dennis for blake yeah you would go into the summer saying free agents we have blake griffin uh, who's just coming off an all-star game and maybe Luka Doncic who's just coming off an all-star game Come on. Um, <clears throat> and saying, Hey, here, here's some money to somebody. So I don't, yeah, there are worst options and player. Pl- what? There are worst options. There are oh, definitely worst options. Carmelo <laughs> Anthony is still out there. <laughs> there. No, there are, there are players that I would not want to touch. And or just I just don't think it'd be a good fit or just whatever. And Mike Conley and Blake Griffin are two of them that I would. Yeah. Now, now the the ringer thing was just a purely speculation. Mike Conley, there's actually like roots to that of that. They're shopping all that stuff. Blake Griffin, there's been nothing about Detroit even shopping him. So we just wanted to talk about it for the fun of it because fans were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely be interesting because. Detroit is going nowhere fast. They had that that hilarious video post game of Blake Griffin talking about how the team isn't focused, and he's talking to the reporter. You know, man, the team just doesn't have the focus, and the you know towards the end of the game, we're just not locked in. And all of a sudden, Reggie Jackson does that thing where he's where players step in front of the camera and pretend it's not there, and he's just standing yeah. there like like you know with that that you know, smug look on his face, like he doesn't know that the camera's there, but he really does. It's like it was almost like it was. Like a Michael Scott moment, you know, where Michael Scott just does the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> Man, it's just hilarious. It would just been better if Blake just pointed and said, case in point, right here. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> Reggie would have no idea until he went back and watched the video. No. So th- we're both interested in Blake, though. Yeah, both interested in it. It, it. That's one of those things where, like, hey, if it happened, then I would be – I would be all promoting this Blake and Luca paying for the next year or so. Uh, if it doesn't, I'm not losing sleep over it. Okay. Yeah. We're not, well, it's not, we're not even, it's not even a rumor. So yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, cool. Detroit can play, pay Blake 40 million in, you know, 2080. Yeah. He's a little more desirable than John wall though. For the Mavericks for sure. I'll like I don't want any part of John wall. Yeah. None. That'd be a player. Absolutely none. No, y'all can, y'all can have him. Chandler Parsons, another player that you probably wouldn't want any part of. Probably not. Probably not. Probs not. Yeah, I would have to put some thought into that. No, 
There's my thoughts. What did you think about the <coughs> Thon Maker news that he potentially wants a trade out of um, Milwaukee? He's been in and out of the lineup. He's been. What he's was a, my What was my first text back to you? What did you? Oh, he, <laughs> you say how old is he? <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's mean. And I don't know if you got it or not, because there's all the controversy about how old Thon Maker was coming into the draft. Yes, because he's listed at what? What, 2021? He's listed right as now? 21, yeah. Yeah, but th- there's some like crazy stories that of some people that say that grad- he, he has a... Cr- freaking Buddy Heald was... <laughs> Play, yeah, played in, played for Oklahoma, and he came in, and he was apparently a year older than he than people thought he was. But listen, if there there is uh, there is nobody in the league I trust more with international players than Tony Ronsoni, seriously, the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, uh, this dude is an international guru genius. But uh, I'm for sure interested. Uh, I love yeah. Don's game. Uh, I just don't know. Yeah, what I don't know how he fit with this current rotation. So if you, it just seems like you, a project. Like we we've talked a lot about how Bomba would fit on this team, and he's I not. Love, but I, I don't think he's uh, he's, he's not past Bomba though. You think he's more developed than Bomba? Yeah, he he had some. He had a heck of a game uh, minutes in the playoffs last year. He, he played really really good, and he has some flying knee kicks, and that that's huge. <laughs> I forgot for Forgot about that. <laughs> but no, I mean he's like seven uh, footer. Go, go Google Thonmaker flying knee kick if you forgot about it because I did. <laughs> seven footer. He can shoot some threes. Now you obviously ask yourself why did somebody like DJ Wilson pass him up in Milwaukee's rotation? Well, DJ Wilson's a sweaty. <laughs> He's a sweaty. He's a tryhard. That's what he is. Yeah. So I, I like him. It just if you're saying that, not I mean, where would he play with Dwight, Maxi, Dirk? That no, stop he, bringing up Dwight Powell. <laughs> that is not. We do not need to worry about that name like going forward. Uh, that's really? Not like, that's not like how do you fit him in your rotation with Dwight Powell? I mean, like right now. I mean, we have to say the same thing about Wes. Wes ain't going anywhere right now. As far as in like a rotation, they love Wes. I know, but I'm looking. So, I'm looking forward to the future. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In the future, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to add Thon on for the right price. I think somebody else will go out because he wants a role. Like that's why he wants out of Milwaukee. Yeah. He's not playing very much at all. So he's kind of been replaced. So he, he wants a role. And now, now if you're saying Dallas really shook some things up and <clears throat> they packaged, um, you know, they got, you know, one of their bigs, they sent out and got a wing and, and didn't bring back another big and they got Thon to fill into that role somehow. Yeah. I'd be totally down because in a perfect world, that's a, an athletic seven-foot shot blocker guy who can step out and hit a three-two that you could develop into something. Sign me up any day. But man, I think he's, another he has four DNP CDs in yeah. January alone. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely something I want him to keep tabs on for sure. What would be a deal the Mavericks could throw out? Oh gosh, I mean, we've I've talked seen about from, what's the one we've talked about with uh, with George Hill. Well, <clears throat> we talked about potential West deals at the deadline if Dallas did go that route because uh, it, it just gets a little tricky because George Hill can't can be, be combined with another player. So you'd almost have to make two separate deals. Be mm. agreeing, uh, agreeing into a, a, like one deal, but a swap of West and George Hill because George Hill's second year of his deal is not guaranteed. So it's basically an expiring contract like West. 
Well, they get non guaranteed to like a million dollars or something weird. Like yeah, that. yeah, you're paying like a million. So if you swapped Wes and George Hill and Milwaukee added an asset to George Hill, because I, if I'm Milwaukee and you, you can say I'm biased, right? I would prefer Wes over George Hill for the playoffs. Yeah, I think and, I would too. Yeah. So what what asset? And if you're looking at them saying we're not even playing Thon Maker, would they attack? Would they say Thon and George Hill for Wes Matthews? And you'd have to do this, you know, the deal separate at that point and just split them up and do George for Wes and then Thon for like, you know, cash or a second or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. So that's a smaller type deal that I could see happening right at the deadline or something like that. Either either one. Milwaukee needs a backup big also. If I could see him trying to pursue DeAndre or whatever it is, but. Wes going back to Milwaukee. You that's think like DeAndre his, would really, if he gets traded to Milwaukee, would play back up to Brooke Lopez? I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't like it, but. You got DeAndre Jordan as your backup big man. If Dallas isn't going to make the playoffs, I would love to see for Wes's case, I would love to see Wes back in the playoffs. We've said this for how many years in a row now? <laughs> what? We've said the same thing, that we, we want to see Wes in a playoff series. Yeah, because that's what he's like built for, and this is like his toughness and everything. So, but that those are like smaller deals that you know, if nothing big happens, whatever. Now, <clears throat> if somebody wants to try, I've seen some fans tweet as, or at least mention on Twitter about the uh, about like Dennis, and would they go the Dennis route? I think the only way Milwaukee would go the Dennis route is if they really think that they're going to lose like a Bledsoe, Brogdon, any type of that route. Like if you're Milwaukee and saying, hey, could we package something around Thon and another piece or like a pick or something for Dennis and then bring Dennis off the bench behind Bledsoe and Brogdon and try to Which is exactly him. what Dennis Smith Jr. wants to do. I know, exactly. That's not what he wants that, to do. So sarcasm, sorry. that's what, well, that's, fans that have brought that up, I don't, like, I just don't see that route going, so. Monitor Thon, but I think Dallas would have to figure out something else with one of their bigs before they brought Thon on. Yeah, that might not be a deal that we'll be making. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's Thon Maker Talk. That's Blake Griffin. That's the Mavericks. Lost to the, to the Raptors. Where are they? Let's go. Let's look at this. Let's get a standings update real quick. The Mavericks are currently, man, they're sitting. Right behind Minnesota, they're twelfth in the West right now. New Orleans has kind of taken a dive bomb. They've oh gosh, they're done. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> they uh they they're one loss behind the Mavericks though. They're twenty two and twenty eight. The Mavericks are twenty two and twenty seven. So they're they're right there with them. But the Mavericks have almost all their players intact except JJ Barea. New Orleans is in shambles right now. I, I am intrigued what they do though because like you just can't sell everything. And we go with AD, but you can't. I don't know. Del Temp says, "Hold my beer." <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, LeBron is about to come back for the Lakers. I wish he would just. We joked about it on the podcast. LeBron gets named an All Star starter, then he gets replaced by Luca. Please, that still could be in play. But be awesome. Minnesota lost again tonight. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the Lakers won. It's kind of. It's kind of. You have to be above 500 to get into the playoff picture for sure. Uh, and you have to, at, at this point right now, you have to be six games over 500 to be in the playoffs, which is it's pretty wild. Yeah. And w- could, would you go ahead and say that there's probably a top seven right now in the West, even though the Clippers are just like a half game behind the Jazz? Yeah. They've been falling behind you. The Jazz have a pretty easy schedule coming up, too. I saw on uh, David Locke's Twitter today. Yeah, so if you look at if you want to say the Jazz, Spurs, Rockets, 
you know, they're all like in that top seven. Then it's like this fight for the A seed of the Clippers, Lakers, Kings, Timberwolves, Mavericks. Um, Throw the Pelicans in there. Might as well. Yeah, Pelicans too. Throw the Suns in there. I mean, might as well. They have 41 losses, man. <laughs> Are the They're Cavs already eliminated from the playoff? Oh, the Cavs won tonight. Dang it. Did they? They, found, they finally have 10 wins. Who did they, they beat? Oh, the Bulls. Oh, my gosh. The t- you remember last year when the Mavericks were in games like that? <laughs> there is a graceful way to tank, and Chicago is not doing it that way. Yeah, there's, there's That's a, a disaster. It's terrible. Well, they just they, – I mean, it's what you do. And Mavericks – the Mavericks kind of know this. It's, it's what you do to get a title. You kind of sell your soul in a way. You sell future assets. You sell all this stuff to try and – you know, get a title and you either stuck in if you're if your superstar sticks around like the Mavericks did, you're kinda of stuck in mediocrity for a little while since you sold off all that stuff. Guys get paid elsewhere, you know, all this. And then uh, but if your superstar leaves like LeBron did, you're kinda of just stuck with nothing. <laughs> you know, you're just yeah. completely bottoming out. But if Dallas wants to separate themselves, a deal has to probably happen between now and the deadline because I if I if I'm a betting person, I think the Lakers make a move. Yeah. Some type of smaller move and get to try to add something. I don't know if they swing for everything for something crazy unless AD happens. But I think New Orleans makes a move. Have to. Like, so, like, those are two teams that's probably making a move. I don't know about Minnesota and Sacramento. Like, if they Yeah, they're wild cards. Yeah, they're like wild cards. They have young cores already. So, it's like, if they don't, they could just keep their pick and just, well, Sacramento don't have their pick. But... I don't think that they they would sacrifice something crazy in the future to like you know whatever. So that like then the and the Clippers are kind of in the same boat. Like I don't think I don't think the Clippers are swinging for anything massive. Well, the Clippers their big swing is this summer, right? Like they yeah. just, they just have to prove to superstars like Kawhi and Jimmy Butler that they are a competent franchise. You know that they have good players and you know all that stuff. So their big move is going to come this summer. Exactly. Unless so, unless they can do a Jimmy Butler trade right now. The to buy so, <laughs> the same as the Blake Griffin trade that'd be wild so yeah I mean I think the Lakers and Pelicans make a move and so if you're Dallas and you want to put yourself in that type of like I, I even think Utah makes a move over the next couple weeks and yeah they gotta add another we, shooter somewhere if I'm Utah bro I'm going after Mike Conley yeah that would be that's the move I would love for them to well not love for them to get Conley because I like Conley but anyway there you go. Guys, that's the Monday pod. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. We're back. We're locked in. We're locked on. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.